Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brett Nelson and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother and co-host, Corey BMTG. What is up, bro? Not too much, Brad. And I just really want you to take at least one breath in my intro one time. You know, one time. All right. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank Breeze you. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I'm, go- I'm doing really good, though, man. I'm excited to uh, talk about some exciting stuff. Good. Yeah. No, you just reminded me of the breathe, breathe a little bit uh, with, with the puppy. Every time we pull out food for her, she just starts breathing heavy. I'm like, ah, just like her father. <laughs> See, our pup just literally jumps up and down and like runs his body into like our cupboards when the cupboard where the food is and just kind of smashes his face against it because he's so excited. It's oh, ours, ours is very calm. That's a good thing. Ours, ours, ours is a good puppy, except for the biting the ankles. That's that's getting annoying. Wow, you're um, lucky then. You're lucky. <laughs> before, before we get to that, uh, we have somebody else who gets uh, gets their ankles and feet bit. Uh, but before that, <laughs> we we, uh, we have to say that this podcast is from Pop being iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Um, this episode is going to be about Amaket Remastered, a new set that is uh, hitting Arena and is going to be uh, adding a lot of cards to the historic format. And that's why, uh, with all the changes to historic, we wanted to bring in a special guest that uh, his career could be described as historic. So it's none mm, other course. than Mr. Brian Gets Their Ankles Bit by D. Bronduin. How's it going, BBD? <laughs> Uh, you know, it's going well. I uh, just got out of ankle surgery, but other than that, life is phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you for asking me back as the special guest for this podcast. I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, we did a, We did a historic episode a long time ago, and uh, you actually brought me on as a special guest for that one as well. So really hey. honored to be a uh, multi-time special guest on a podcast that I can only describe as prolific, uh, oh, the Bash oh. Bros podcast. So. Wow, we're honored. We're honored, yeah. Brian. Thank you so. for those nice words. We no, the honor's all too. mine. The <laughs> honor's <laughs> all mine, Corey BMDG underscore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, it's Corey B underscore MTG. You say it's an honor to be on this podcast, but you can't even get my full name right? Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I just don't even care about your name. So Wow. Yeah, wow. I, I hope that ankle surgery does not take. Oh, it took. Yeah, it took real well. I'm in perfect health now. So thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for being on the show. And uh, I just have a question, Corey. Uh, Yes. Are you going to take your fiance's last name? Because underscore MTG is is kind of a mouthful. Yeah, Metzger underscore MTG. It's close, but I, we might we might combine it to underscore Metzger MTG. But that's still up in the air. Have you considered hyphenating? So I just thrown it out here as potential last name to take is. B underscore MTG dash Metzger underscore MTG. <laughs> Hyphenation is the way to go. I'm done. There might you. be an asterisk up there as well, but yeah, we're yeah. considering all options. Okay. <laughs> all right. So before before we actually get into uh, talking about historic, we've got some exciting things to talk about. Actually, uh, yes, that we are related do. to this podcast itself. Um, so without without. Uh, well, let's start with uh, we've got a sponsor. Ooh. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Uh, BCW Supplies has sponsored the podcast, and uh, <coughs> and uh, which is exciting because Corey, Corey, you've uh, you've been working with this company for for quite a while now, 
I really have. I really have. And I, you know, I've met a lot of the, um, the people involved in the company, you know, Rick who handles, uh, the team stuff. And then, you know, even met some of the higher ups at the company, great people to work for. So when, when we figured out we were going to be teaming up, uh, you know, for the podcast as well. I was just overjoyed because I loved the year that I've been working with them on the SCG tour. So really happy to be a part of BCW again. Yeah, again. And, and, and they're yeah. going to come up here in these uh, announcements and these updates here shortly. Um, another one is this is the Bash Bros podcast is now the official podcast of MTG Melee. I thought it has been forever with how many well, times it, you've said MTG <laughs> Melee. <laughs> it has, but now we're the official podcast, so you can't make fun of me for it. Oh, yeah, we still it was, will. Previously, it was the unofficial podcast. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it's become official. Well, it's, yeah. it's, like, it's become official. So we are going to be setting up here in uh, the short while. Uh, I was talking to Steve, the uh, not only the CEO of MTG Melee, but also the owner of the MTG Pro Shop. And uh, we are setting up our own store, our merch store. With oh, them. Yeah. We'll get links to that on social media and, and here soon, but that'll get set up here within the next week. Also, we'll be able to uh, uh, have a, a few cool things happening on MTG Melee itself with the podcast. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited about both our sponsor and this being the official podcast of MTG Melee. But yeah, we're gonna, we're and gonna, honestly, I'm, sorry, I want to I want to say one thing. I have wanted shirts for the Bash Bros podcast for so long because we we've just had so many funny ideas that we could incorporate to a shirt. And I, I just like that we're finally starting uh, to get something out there. We, yeah, I want to actually say uh, on that note, I've submitted like three or four designs for Aspro's podcast shirts and you haven't responded to any of them, Brad. Let's oh, see. Let me let me check. Oh no, they're going to the junk mail folder. Oh, hey, that hey, is what it is. Okay. Brian, the Aspros podcast, we only do shorts, pants, underwear. Okay, yeah, we do not okay. do shirts for that. Just think about it, bud. Okay, you're right. What, what about lower back tattoos? Because I got a few designs for that. As uh, well. It's a little too high. A little too okay. high for the Aspros. Yeah, we we like ass level stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. All right. So with with this, we still I'm still going to be bringing up BCW here in, in a minute. But with okay. this, we're also completely uh, remodeling our Patreon tiers and we're moving from a week to week um, system to a monthly system. So uh, for all of you uh, current patrons out there, uh, the system will be changing. You can opt in to anything new that you want to by going to patreon.com slash podcast and navigating there. And you can look through the new tiers that we're going to be setting those up tomorrow on Thursday, so it should be up uh, uh, after you've watched the episode, or listened yep. to it, sorry, not watched, but we do have something <laughs> to watch. Um, I just want to talk a little bit quick about some of the things that are changing uh, real fast here, because it's pretty exciting. So we're switching to a monthly tier, which will be $5 is the initial tier. That'll get you the Discord, but it'll get you a monthly tournament. That's right. This is combining BCW, MTG Melee, and the Bachelors Podcast. We are going to be running a monthly tournament on MTG Melee, uh, that is going to be giving away $1,000 in BCW supply store credit and oh, yeah. uh, potential other things for up for grabs. We might be adding some, um, what are they called, bounties on, on the Bash Bros themselves. But uh, the first tournament is slated for September 20th, right after the release of Zendikar Rising, the release weekend. Yep. 
And uh, so that's going to be that's going to be I'm I'm so excited because I've been wanting to run a bachelor's tournament uh, series ever since we started Bailey, but I've been busy and I'm finally able to set it up. We've got BCW behind us, uh, backing yeah. us with all the prizes, and so I'm I'm excited to see how that goes. Basically, I've wanted to you know everybody who's listening and has liked our content, I've wanted to take it to the streets with them. But since we all can't go to the bank to Bangkok and actually battle, I think these tournaments are a perfect alternative for. For us to really, you know, beat up on some people on the magic streets. Oh, that's uh, that's that's big talk, Corey. Oh, yeah. sure? I'm talking it up. I'm talking it up. You, I might you not be sure able to you're not going to but... be the one getting beat up? Oh, it definitely might be and more than likely will be happening. But you know what? For the, those small chances that I don't get beat up, then you got to start trash talking early. Well, and that's and that's why we've got Eric Nall on our cast and crew, right? Because the, the yes. overseas trash pros representative, they're going to try to change that legislation so we can get back to the streets of Bangkok. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. But yes. until then, we'll just, you know, have to battle our magic tournament on MTG Melee. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, basically two sides of the same coin. So it's all good. <laughs> and then the last really exciting thing now you can go look at all of it there's there's going to be more things that you're going to find in here that we're, then we're not going to talk about in mm-hmm. this podcast itself but one of the awesome things is the next tier for ten dollars a month um that is going to be for the pre-show recording every single week we uh just hang out have fun talk about some random bullshit and set up our show uh and get it all uh organized but also, Corey and I are going to be doing weekly mini-sodes that uh, are going straight to the Patreon uh, yes. at this tier. And these are going to be designed, these are going to be videos. We've already got the overlay for them. And these are going to be videos designed to help you level up your game. I've already got a fir- the first few episodes ready to go. We just got to record them along yep. with our commercial plugs. We're going to record those next week, within the next week. And, uh, and honestly, we already have a great viewership, you know, so it's about time yeah. we finally give them some visual content exactly. you know that they've been desperately needing because just staring at the bash bros podcast logo gets old sometimes you know so yeah. our, vi- our, our viewers are lacking a little bit so we're changing that we're 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 stepping up our game and honestly like this is the unlike the actual bash bros podcast this will be the first time that we'll be providing useful competitive information to the viewer or to the <laughs> yeah to our uh, watchers so hey brian we might have you on one day man don't don't say that everything you bring to the table <laughs> okay. isn't useful all right you're right yeah, <laughs> yeah this, is, this is honestly just a ploy that when we we screw up and say viewers we can just then bitch the patreon Yes. Yes. It's, it's, a smart, smart. it's a long con. It's a long con. But yeah, so we're going to have that all updated on Thursday. So come take a look at that. And, and all of our current patrons and supporters, thank you so much. And you can ask us questions and concerns in the Discord as well. Or you can come to us on Twitter. And if you don't like these changes, at Shereen Sarani. Mm, yes, absolutely. Let them have it. Let them have it's it. Actually, right. It's yeah. actually Shaheen underscore MTG Sarani. <laughs> yeah, he actually did marry into the family. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sabrina's under- a distant cousin of mine. So, yep. Mm-hmm. The underscore MTG family. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Okay, so we uh, we we still we're still going to talk about historic, but let's talk about where we were last week, real quick, with some previous tournaments. Let's just go through them real quick. It's going to be easy because there's a theme. So the SCG <laughs> Tour Online qualifier this weekend was won by Gabriel with Sultai Ramp. 
Yep. Red Bull 2020 International Qualifier was won by Kazune Kusaka with Sultai Ramp. Noted that I was going to play in this tournament, but decided not to because it started at 4 a.m. and I didn't think I'd be able to get up. So I posted my deck list for that tournament, and that's what uh, Kazune used and and won with. So that's pretty cool. I did still nice. deck from somebody else. Um, oh, so you gave him stock Sultai. Nice. I gave him stock Sultai, <laughs> yes. Yes. It was, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a mastermind plan to try to, you know, Still deckless and and support myself. Nice, nice, very smart of you. Yeah. Yes, yes. It was it was wonderful. And then the Czech Arena League. Wait, wait, wait. Pick me. Pick me. Is it Sultai? Oh yeah, it was won by Sultai Ramp. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and the Czech Arena League Grand Finals was won by our own patron Da Ninja with uh, a Sultai list from the Sultai list from last week's episode. Oh, I sick. think that's really exciting to note, as it it is the first time that somebody has taken. Uh, one of our lists and, and one with it. So, is it? No. But. Oh, <laughs> I was like, sweet. It's about time. <laughs> I mean, it's not the first time someone's listened to us. It's just the first time someone's successful with it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Of course. So, yes. So, is Sultai just the new hot thing in in standard now, or what's the deal? Uh, it just seems so good. Yeah, so so the thing about Sultai is there's a lot of different lists. No one really knows how to build it exactly correct um, yet, mm-hmm. but uh, it it just has so many good, clean answers to everything. And I I honestly believe it's just people are doing things they're not supposed to be doing right now in the format that are just playing into Sultai. But truth be told, like Thought Erasure, Uro, Nissa, Crisis, it's just a really good package. It's yep. just very and- powerful. And honestly, I think the thing that uh, has made Sultai level up, I I was playing a lot of different decks, you know, just trying to do other stuff than the big decks just because, you know, whatever, I've played Sultai enough, I've played Teamer Adventures enough, and I was slightly sick of it. But once the Sultai deck switched from um, the two-drop green Joriel and just, like, other ways to make Joriel better, I think the deck got way better. When they just played two-mana interactive spells that you get to work perfectly with Nissa, whether it be Eliminate, Heartless Act, mm-hmm. any of that crap where you get to untap a green and black land and have access to it with Nissa, I think then the deck just got so much harder to beat. So, I mean, it's still a teamer strategy, but one of the things is uh, in the last couple days in the uh, the Star City Games Tour qualifiers that happen every day, like there's so many tournaments mm-hmm. that are running each day on, on Melee um, in Standard, and we're seeing like yep. teamer adventures really popping up. And one of the more interesting things that they're doing is they're playing this the 1-1 the Haste Sprite, Dragon Sprite or whatever it's called. Yep. Sprite uh, Dragon. Sprite Dragon. Uh, it's just one one. Or Dorit's new or Dorit's favorite pet. It has yeah. two names. <laughs> yeah, Dor- Dorit's favorite pet. Whatever it is. Um, it's just a one one haste that every time you play a non creature spell, it just gets a plus one plus one counter. Yeah. And they're starting to play that as a as like that flux slot, uh, and that's been working really well. So who knows? Interesting. If, yeah. Who knows? I think there's ways to attack Sultai, but we just have to get creative and figure them out in the next, you know, three weeks. But, do you think uh, Teamer Adventures actually beat Sultai, or do you think it's the other way around? So I think there's ways to swing the matchup, but and I think the sprite might be part of it. It's just okay. having aggression and and um, getting through a lot of that early game. I don't think you could go toe to toe with them by playing a long game. Like the the strategy that I liked the most that I was working on with Teamer Adventures was three Nisses in the main deck, no Escape of the Wild. And um, mm. after Cyborg, you just play a ton of 
um, counter spells. So like you have two disdainful strokes and negate a mystical dispute in the sideboard and you have Aether Gusts so that after sideboard you just become a Nissa deck just like them, but you have a lot of tempo plays. Mm. Uh, I like that. I like that just because without counter spells, it just seems like you're making their casualties just insane. Exactly. But yeah, that's nice to transition into that. I like that. Now, I kind of is- love that Nissa is just becoming Teferi. It's like untap your land, untap mm-hmm. two lands, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and be able to cast a two mana spell. You know, it's not exactly the same, but it's kind of the same dynamic. Oh, it, it is. is it, pretty. It is pretty close. Yeah. I mean, I thought that that card <laughs> should have been banned a long time ago, and I think it sh- it should have been there with the oven. Like they they banned Cauldron Familiar last week because they knew it was going to take over the format once uh, that happened, and I just felt like Nissa should have been in that as well. Yeah, because um, this is just such a such a fucked up Magic card. Um, and we're not seeing Elspeth Conquers Death anywhere. That's the card that I think would actually be good in standard. But it's like, are you going to play Azorius Control? Like Bant's not very good since they took away all the good tools. So you know, I've been trying to think of a way to incorporate Elspeth Conquers Death into any deck, and it's like, yeah, you can play the Doom Foretold deck or a really bad Blue White Control deck, but there's really no home for it. Seems like without Teferi, it's lost a lot of luster. But agreed, agreed. Yeah. It really has, especially because Teferi was the way that you bounce and stuff. But there is one more tournament that I want to talk about. There is a previous tournament bubble winner. And before is, we get to that, before we get to that. Corey Baumeister, <laughs> ninth place finish this weekend with just Sky Luca Fires in the Pioneer something, something, something branding. Yeah, it's like the whatever the mox is, you know, the showcase challenge event or whatever to get you into that big event that qualifies you for another event which schedules you for a meeting to get you into another event i who knows but you just gotta get your foot in the door right i'm not yeah i don't quite understand though i thought they cut to the top eight players right and it says here that he got ninth place can yeah this is a winner it's a bubble winner Um, okay all right yeah Yeah. you win you win the daggers right The, the the steak knives and yeah. we use them to dagger him on the podcast. Gotcha. And it was just the the biggest piece of bullshit was like the person who snuck in at eighth was just a scrub. And like, you know, I mean, it wasn't even fair that they got a chance at it. I think I would have had a much better chance. It was this guy named LSV. I don't know what his what that moto name was, but, I, you know, he, he played against me and just, you know, he beat me handily. So maybe he was actually a good player. But, yeah, it was pretty frustrating. Probably got lucky, right? Got had yeah. to have gotten lucky. The only so one. lucky, <laughs> so lucky. Now, d- real quick though, tell us about Jessica Lucas because this is not really a pioneer deck that I heard much about, and you've been playing it and liking it, and, and yeah. it kind of just looks like an old standard deck. <laughs> yeah, so it basically is. I mean, you get to you get to add a couple of cards. Like Supreme Verdict is insane as an upgrade to like Shatter. You get like Anger of the Anger of the Gods. A Chain to the Rocks is a new one you get. Ooh, that I is love uh, me some Chain to the Rocks. It's excellent. You just play like eight triomes because they're already good in fire stacks. So, and then you just have, you know, steam vents, uh, sacred foundries. So you have a ton of mountains. So it works out pretty easily. But this deck was really contained by all the combo decks just because fires of invention mm-hmm. up against combo. We know we know how that works, right? You know, it's not interacting. It's pretty bad when you're trying I'll to stop Lotus Inver- Breach and Inverter. Truths. All right, I'll steal it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So basically, I knew I had that day free to play a tournament, and I have hated Pioneer when the combo decks were around. I absolutely hated it. But then I noticed after the bannings, nobody, I didn't see a Jeskai Luka deck anywhere. I literally checked everywhere on the internet to try to find one, and just people weren't playing it. So I'm like, oh, whatever, screw it. I'm just going to look at old standard decks, make some cool That's changes. Great. 
Yeah. And then I played it and I went like, you know, four, one in one league. And then I went seven, two in that. And then I played one more league for fun and five owed. And I was just dominating everything but blue white control. And that's what LSV knocked me out with. But I think the deck's the real deal. And it's probably just going to be the best deck in Pioneer, which maybe is not exciting for everybody else. But it's exactly what I love to do. It's like one of my favorite decks. You have a bold claim? That's a bold claim. That's going to be the best deck. I really do. I mean, like it, it it matches up very well against anything aggressive because fires and the Yorian nerfing you would think is a really big deal, but you still go fires on four and whatever. And then turn five, you just pay three, play something Yorian, and then you can you only have two mana to use. So you can play an omen or birth of Melitis or whatever as your third spell. But that's enough. You know, but that's enough to take over. How could it be the best deck in the format? It didn't even make top eight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bang. Got him. Yeah, this is like my third or fourth <laughs> tournament in a row where I had a virtual top eight as far as records. But like two of the events, I didn't even top 16. And then I like ninth and 11th, the other one. So I've been Jeez. on a bubble kick. <laughs> that, that just reminds me of like Brian's career from like nine, <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. 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 It's fortunately, like, <laughs> fortunately, that all changed. But yeah, that happened well, I just for a remember while. Go, like yeah. you would, you would like eight to like five opens in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is what is second place, Brad? Is that a, any kind of winner? Or is that just first loser? Second place? Oh no, it's yeah. it's worth a whole it's, lot more money than your ninth place finish. That's what that is. <laughs> hey, I wasn't directing that at you. I was I was asking a generic question, but oh, attack me if you want. No worries. Attack me if you want. Jesus. Uh, God, you're acting like a nerve. You're nerve. acting like a bridezilla there, or maybe a bridesmaidzilla. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have a question about this deck real quick though. You you were talking to me, we were just on the phone just shooting the shit, and you were telling me that you were gonna update this deck. Are you updating it for our patrons? Yeah, I actually already updated it uh, and just played a league for fun. Like, honestly, the amount of time that I've gotten to just or wanted to play a league for fun, like I've loved modern and I've played occasional, um, you know, scape shift decks or something like that that I've really liked. But I actually just played a Pioneer League for fun. So I made some updates, tried to make the blue white control matchup better. Um, and yeah, I'll throw it in the Patreon. Cool. Or the Discord, yeah. Just start in, the, in Discord. the Discord. Yeah, yeah. If you can get a little cyborg out, that'd be great. I might give it a shot. I might, you know, I might, I might use even, this as my way to get to Pioneer. I might even slap a cyborg guy in. All right, that sounds good. If it's gonna get you to Pioneer, bro, I, I'm all for it because I had so much fun playing it. Yeah, I will definitely try it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll try this deck out. I might steal your account and play it a little. I mean, I, whoa, I will, you can't I'll, do that. I'll, you that should be to against my the account. T- that is against the terms of service. Brad, yes, I don't own any yeah. cards. I'm hashtag sponsored before, by card and, and before any of you run out there and tattle on me, you can check all of my accounts. I haven't logged in for months. Wait, that would actually work against yeah. me on this one. Brad, do you need an extra shovel to dig your grave, or are you going to do it all by yourself? Real quick, do I even have magic? Oh, yeah, I do have magic online on here. I bet you also a said, massive update. You also <laughs> said before we tattle on you, it's too late. I've already done it. Oh, no. And, <laughs> and you're currently telling this to everyone, but yeah. yeah. I yeah. still need to find that email. I'm going to dig through my old email uh, account and just find that email where wizard sent me. It's like, Brad, you cannot play in multiple accounts. You've had three accounts in this one tournament. We will suspend you. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. I, I used to triple Q block things to, to live. That was my rent. 
<laughs> I remember those days. I, 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 yeah. I owned a deck three times over just so I could do it. That's, that's, Maybe if you sold two of those decks, you could pay rent, you fool. I once, I will tell the story, and I don't want to tell it. I'm sorry, Brian, for interrupting this, but I once went out. Now, this is when I was really young, right? Like when I was young and dumb. I once went out and got so shit-faced that when I woke up, I only had one cop version of the deck, and it was foil. And I don't remember. It was like one of my only blackout <laughs> memories. Or like, not memories. Like, I woke up, wow. and, and I just had... I sold two of the copies, well, three of them, to just get a foil version of the deck. Wow, so before <laughs> buying like foils! Before Amazon, before people get drunk and just buy a bunch of Amazon boxes, that was the equivalent for you? I for like me, it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like foils. I was so mad at myself. <laughs> I was going to say, that was some Brad, Brad privilege. They sent you a courtesy email saying they will ban you, because I got... <laughs> straight banned for breaking a rule that wasn't even explicitly laid out. And now it's um, not, not bad, right? And then was ch immediately changed afterwards. And they yeah. wouldn't even tell me why I got banned. That was the frustrating thing. Wait, is I that a real thing? Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got banned a month from Moto, and I didn't know what I did wrong. And I they wouldn't, they refused to even tell me what I did wrong. Why? Why? <laughs> I, it was uh, it was unbelievable, but yeah. Do you know what it was? And after they told you, or well, I harassed them long enough that they eventually told me what I did, which was well, splitting. I split the finals of an event. You can't do that. You couldn't at the time. Everyone did it anyway, but you couldn't at the time. They so. just somehow caught you. I, yeah, they caught me doing it. I didn't even know it was it was just a thing that everyone did. I didn't even realize that you couldn't do it. But yeah, you know. well, Brad, should we reevaluate who we have on the cast if uh, <laughs> there's scummy things like that is going to yeah, happen? This, this is a little uh, absurd, but actually, we're hitting yeah. the thirty minute mark, so let's actually get into our main topic. <laughs> I'm a oh, but one last one last thing before we get into that, bro. Uh, I I was wondering since I'm going to be playing standard as well, do you have like a good Sultai list, or are you trying to play something else, or? I'm just dabbling. I'll uh, like I I don't really I'm playing a little bit. Uh, the the last couple of days have been busy for me. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'm playing here and there. I'm actually really trying to find a way to attack Sultai. So if I ever get that, I'll throw it in the Discord for you. But, okay, and um, send it to your brother's private messages because I'm lost in this format. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I will. I will try my best because you've got the SG this weekend. Oh, you're not gonna play? Uh, I no, I have to qualify and I haven't had time. I might. I might yeah. play. Okay, cool, um, cool. All okay. right, continue on. I, I was just curious if you had any nice standard wisdom uh, that you were going to share with us all. Uh, no, we'll, we'll, I, I'm always in the Discord if people have questions, like, but like, I'm just trying to figure some shit out. Like, okay. Soltai's really good, though. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's where I'm going to start. I played, uh, you know, I played Mardu last time, and I, I took 20th. You know, I went 5-2, and two, but I was kind of sick of just feeling out of control. You know, like, I really couldn't control my destiny. If they played well and played around my Winota turns, I just kind of lost. So um, I, I kind of want to try something I have a little yeah. bit more control over. Yeah, we'll talk Saturday next week, most likely. We'll, we'll, get, you, we'll get you set up. Perfect. Uh, but all right, so let's talk about the new set because Amaket Remastered is coming out. It's releasing uh, to the day this podcast comes out. Actually, we're recording this uh, Wednesday, and uh, like there's like a, a showdown between like day nine and someone else. They're just like playing the format. It's kind of like uh, early access, but just with like way cooler people than us. Hmm. Like we didn't get invited. Um, yeah, of course. 
Yeah, this is this is some exclusive early access, and but it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, it's weird. We, though. we get the we get late access is what we get. <laughs> we get we get average, we get the general public access. Yeah, oh, okay. day, day nine may pick you to win matches at tournaments, but he sure as hell not picking you to hang out. <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't. He never answers any of my phone calls, and he also asks why how I got his phone number. Um, <laughs> what a jerk! <laughs> no, no, no! I'm joking. I'm I know. Joking. I was kidding. Okay, <laughs> I was totally kidding. <laughs> His phone number uh, is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Anybody who says day nine is a jerk is obviously kidding because he's the nicest guy ever. And if he doesn't answer that, the email address. No. Um. <laughs> All right, let's take our teeth into this topic, though, because uh, this is a weird one. So Wizards announced that they're they're going to make Omicat remasters. It's going to be uh, pretty much boiled down set. For an arena release, that's only going to be like I don't remember the total number, but I like they I, what I heard was like 300, um, 300 cards that'll get released to uh, arena for the purpose of going to historic, which is cool because they're going to work their way back until we have like a pioneer on arena. I don't yeah. know how long it's going to take, um, but. One thing that I just found out this Monday when I woke up, uh, I woke up from the West Coast, the things always come out really early and we got to see some of the first cards. So like we got to see like white and green on Monday and then black and blue on Tuesday. And then today they released red and multicolored. Um, but they're just adding random cards that were like some of them were in the uh, invocations from Amaket. If, if anyone remembers, you could sometimes open like old foils of like Thoughtseize and Wrath of God and stuff like that. There's yeah. quite a few cards there, but then there's like Coco and shit. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on with this, this Amaket remastered. There's just a bunch of cards from Amaket and Hour of Devastation. And then there's just like a handful of like 10 or 20 cards that are just good magic cards. That's the best way I can describe them. Like Thoughtseize, Coco, Sphinx's Revelation, Wrath of God, rest in peace. Like, yeah, yeah. Historic was, is probably the craziest format I've ever seen in my entire life. I was looking through these cards and it was kind of taking me a trip down memory lane because I really love this limited format. Mm, and I was saying, like, all right, Gus Walker, I remember beating the crap out of people with that card. Trial of Solidarity. <laughs> I remember beating people, you know, with that card, Wrath of yep. God. I remember beating people with that. Oh, wait, never mind. Like, <laughs> but it was like, uh, yeah. honestly. Honestly, it was uh, it was pretty crazy because this was the first time I was ever to Roanoke when we were all testing for this pro tour. So I like remember where our Airbnb was and now I like know where I live. And I was like, oh, you know, it, it, it was kind of weird to uh, kind of connect that. But yeah. Oh, speaking, yeah that's speaking, right. that's of, right. speaking of Wrath of God, d during that time when we drove to that Grand Prix Richmond, um, mm -hmm. I was I walked in with um, oh the gas station story is a part of this for anyone yeah, that doesn't know. Uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> was, that's where I thought you were going. No, no. On the drive up, I was Christopher was in my car because so the Danes and our testing team all hung out in Roanoke and we all drove up. So the people that had cars drove the the people that flew in for testing. And so Christopher was with me, and when we walked in, he kept he was going on and on about how like SCG gives the SCG writers the good sale decks. Like he's going on kind of like a conspiracy theorist. And I'm like, dude, that doesn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, it does. And when we were in line, he budged in front of me, and obviously the people know who like it's 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 employees of SCG. We know each other, and he just goes. 
uh, my name is Brad Nelson. <laughs> and they all just look and I'm like, he's Christopher Larson. And they're like, okay. And they hand me one and we sit down beside each other to build at the, the build area. You know, it's enforced by judges and stuff. But I see him opening his pool and he just gets a fucking invocation, Wrath of God, and a glory bringer and something else. And my pool is a five color shit show that can't. The only way I could win games was through weird scenarios where I had to cycle. Cycle both decks with um, the bounce spell that also wills draw seven. Oh yeah, commit to memory. Yeah, commit mm, to yeah, memory. Yeah. Like my deck was so bad. I o threed, and or maybe one threed. I mean, my deck, my pool was just abysmal. I didn't know what I could do, and his was literally just red white mythics. It's yeah. just, it was just absurd, and he's laughing and cackling the whole time, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is the most absurd thing, because, like, like <laughs> to him, it proved it. To him, that that was the scenario that proved that they give us the good pools. He was yeah, Brad Nelson yeah. for a day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my soul oh, pool was, uh, was pretty fun. It was like a blue-black control deck, and I fortunately never played against Glorybringer. Um, I did play against a lot of other stuff, but my deck had a lot of good answers to mythics and that's how i ended up going 9-0 uh, and sealed and it was oh, mostly yeah, on the, that's right it was mostly on the back of i actually went 15-0 in that grand prix um and then course, you lost to dang in the top eight right i did ah, yeah dang yeah well BBD, i think that was around this time was the the part of time where before every pro tour Every limited GP, you were just dominating. <laughs> like, you were just destroying all these pre-pro tour GPs. And I was like, you know, I black out all my limited GPs because they never go well for me. So I just, I have no idea how I did in any of them. I'm guessing I top eight it as well, but who knows? Yeah, I was destroying the GPs before the pro tour and then going three and three at the pro tour, which I believe I also went three and three at this pro tour. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Hey, I that's all right. You, you were crushing the, the drafts and that GP, and I was, like, getting annihilated. And for whatever reason, we go to the pro tour. And this was the one that our grandma actually came with us. I remember. Yeah, yeah that's, that was, that was a true. special yeah. one. Yeah. And, uh, Nashville. It was Nashville. It was a really special weekend for us. And... Uh, but I remember my draft pod where I was just getting dumped red cards to where I was almost mono red, perfect deck. And I didn't know why, but everyone just opened like green, black and white bombs and they just stuck to them. Yeah. Mm. Didn't you play against like two different Abzan players in your pod? Yes, Abzan was not a two, deck in that I format. against two Abzan <laughs> decks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brad, uh, we also made horrific mistakes that pro term. We didn't play Aetherworks Marvel. We were so stupid. We don't yes. talk about that. We don't talk yeah, about it's that. Not, one, it's not one, one last thing about that tournament, because it was so funny. That was the interview with Martin Mueller when he was interviewed by BDM, and he was like, ah, magic's hard. Sometimes you're going to fuck up. You know, if, just if you're drops an F-bomb. You're going to fuck up. On, drops on the F-bomb yeah. like three times live. Oh, it was so good. Oh, it was so good. The, the, yeah, we, the BDM eyes. We yeah. might be talking about historic, Corey, but uh, our our horrible performance in that pro tour, I would like to rewrite that history. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was more modern performance by me. That's like my, <laughs> my normal performance, yeah. So I got to say, seeing this Wrath of God, the artwork is pretty cool, but it, I'm really sad that they didn't go with the classic Wrath of God artwork where there's just a man with his bare ass in the side of the frame. <laughs> That's the best Wrath of God artwork for yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, like the Dust a... Dawn artwork they have. It's just two fibble thibs being lost. It's like, what? <laughs> you guys see that? No. <laughs> yeah, Dust Dawn, I think they maybe just don't have the artwork for oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah, fibble yeah. 
that's their classic like we're missing the artwork image yeah. uh yeah <laughs> but i yeah i used to play that wrath of god specifically went out of my way to get that artwork of wrath of god and <laughs> i would play it and i would show my opponent like <laughs> I, I don't know why i did that but i did that i would be like all your creatures are gone you're not gonna win anymore and also check this out check like, out his ass yeah <laughs> like, wow thanks bbd yeah <laughs> Okay, so yeah. it was a real ass move. Anyway, so yeah. so so we've got this set. We've got these cards. Um, I'm just gonna say it honestly. Like before, we actually <laughs> talk about what we actually think will happen in historic. I want to say what is happening in historic. Like in the last <laughs> month, we have had an anthology, a jumpstart, two bands, and now another set. Like I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's been six weeks, but all of that has happened. In the very short period of time, like I like there's so many jokes out, you know, like the boomer versus zoomer stuff online, all these jokes. Yeah. Um, it killed it. I I I uh this 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 joke actually was so good. So I just asked the internet, and this relates to this format. Uh I asked the internet, like, what would be a good boomer versus zoomer tournament series? Like, uh, like how how would a tournament play out this way? And Paul Reitzel killed it. And he just he just responded or quote tweeted with Zoomers have to get a starter deck and go from store to store, store to store, collecting cards until they eventually win a PTQ. <laughs> and, okay. And and they have to do that before boomers realize what cards are actually in historic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's pretty even footing actually that's pretty even footing. exactly yeah because i have no clue like i i i see a deck list somebody sends me a deck list like goblins i'm like cool i'll play this and i start yeah. playing and then my opponents just cast a card that i didn't know was in the format yeah and, and now how do you keep track with a new set and also like we're, we now have like coco and thoughts he's like like we have a bunch of Amonkhet cards that will just not have any impact on this form at all. Like I'm hoping some of my favorites, like champion of wits has an impact, but it's like mm -hmm. what the set actually is saying is like, now you can play with thought seas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the one thing that historic kind of reminds me of is like when magic was first, you know, coming out where people were just playing, like the cards were limited you know, where you couldn't just buy whatever card you wanted. So when you play against someone, you're just like, what the hell is this card? Like, I just feel like that's historic now. It's just every game is a lot more random than you would think. And honestly, we look at like results from recent tournaments and it's like the top eight is just like eight different decks. So just decks people didn't even know existed. They're just like, oh, well, I like this card, so I'm going to build a deck around it. And so, I mean, it's kind of cool in that regard, what but was it's that, sure as hell confusing. What was that draft format that they had where, like, they had all those random playtest cards that weren't even real that they did at a GP? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Playing Historic is like the constructed version of that, where it's like <laughs> every much? round you sit down and your opponent plays a card, and you're like, wow, I've never seen that card before. I mean, I have, but not in Historic because it's not in yeah. any of the legal sets. Like, <laughs> But also, also, I'm not even kidding you. Uh, like this past weekend, there was the the DWC organized. Uh, what is it? Invitational organized. Oh, their fifth one. Organizational championship. Uh, DWC organization runs historic tournaments on Melee. And so does um, the Arena Zone, MTG Arena Zone. Mm -hmm. And the Arena Zone tournament was won. 802 was the finish. Was won by literal Jun Sacrifice. Standard legal Jun Sacrifice. with uh, Former with, standard legal. 
Yes, yeah, sorry. With uh, excluding the ban and some Dragon Skull summits and Phyrexian Towers, like wooded Woodland Cemetery, a little bit in the mana base. But the spells were, are all just like Jun Sacrifice we saw from like two weeks ago. Well, yeah, wow. that's Crokey's. Crokey's created that. Phyrexian Our, Tower seems like gas in that deck. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. a, who knew yeah. Phyrexian Tower was in historic, but if you did. Grassy. Yeah, you're playing turn five citadels, that's for sure. <laughs> roll back, roll back the tape. Crokey's invented a deck that already exists. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like how you invented the Sultai deck that won that tournament. Oh no, for sure. Oh, for sure. Still still a main deck from, from Depra, and then just change the sideboard, maybe make it worse and get credit. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even Crokey's actually worked really closely on all Kai's seven winning Pro Tour decks as well. Uh, he was the mastermind behind those, so. I thought Crokey's won all of those tournaments. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. He, he I have no, no joke, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I got but, I heard Crokey's hey. doesn't actually lose on Sunday either. <laughs> yeah. Like, you better start playing them, Brad. You better start playing them. Dude, I just still, I just love looking through this, still looking through this like Omnicat remastered thing. It's like, oh, wow, Thoughtseize. Like, that wasn't part of the set. And that's a massive card that will really impact this format. And then right yeah. after it, it's Wasp of the Bitter End. Also, <laughs> not part of the set. And we'll have. No impact whatsoever on this story. I also just noticed that Pact of Negation is on this list. Wow. Yeah, oh, do you I think mi- I missed like, that one. Do you think it's just yeah. like a dartboard kind of thing? Or yeah, there's Shatterstorm too. There's no way that was in there. No, Shatterstorm is was a uh, that was a uh, invocation. Was invocation, but also selected because I don't think all the invocations made it on this list. So no, what, what these cards are, and that's the truth. Is like if we wanted to talk a little seriously, is these it, these are just like play design saying what cards they think should be in historic, and that's what Jumpstart mm-hmm. was designing cards for historic, and that's what this is. And like we've talked about this till like Brian will go blue in the face talking about this, but just like not liking the idea. I guess I shouldn't paraphrase. We got Brian on the podcast, so so we can have him answer this if I say anything wrong. But just the idea that like. Things should naturally develop in a format. We shouldn't be putting cards specifically in it that we think will function well within it. Yeah. Whoa. I just saw a card and a half here that is a, a good answer for goblins. They there's put a lot anger of the gods here? Corey, Holy there's a shit. lot of half cards in this set. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you, you could say I have a bone to pick with some of uh, the decisions surrounding Historic. And fortunately, I'll be able to play Bone Picker. Uh, very shortly in the format. So. so you guys do realize less than 30 days you are playing in this format for the Mythic Invitational, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually kind of excited about it because it's going to be a Wild West thing. And, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the format is probably going to, like, it's probably not going to be sustainably good, at least currently, because it's, like, all kinds of wild cards and there's no real... Nobody has any clue, like, you know, how throwing Coco is going to break this format or not break the format or whatever. Like it's just a bunch of wild cards being thrown in and like, it's, it's going to be the wild West, but there is some amount of fun to be had in the wild West. Oh, Wait, yeah. is Brian Brondoon say he's excited for a magic tournament. Are you back baby? 
Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm back, but I did rank up to silver with Sultai and Standard recently. Damn. Okay. I'm impressed impressed too. I got out of bronze, got to silver. I played, uh, played a handful of matches and I won them all. Uh, So I I don't want to brag, but you're essentially going to be the world champion again pretty soon, huh? Uh, Can't put it out. I mean, I can't the, the, rule road it to, out. the road to world champion of 2020 is like new format or whatever is pretty easy because it's just the grand finals. Right. And so top 16 this tournament can qualify for that win that 32 person. Bam, bam, world champ. Yeah. And I mean, then maybe you'd actually have a trophy that you can have in your room, BBD. I don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get a trophy. That's my own trophy. <laughs> yeah. It's that'd not be stolen, stolen by somebody else. That would be Phenomenal. All right, boys. I got a a question. (laughs) I got a question for both of you, and I'm gonna. This is gonna be maybe a tough question to answer. Right now, what would be the deck you both want to try to start testing? Like just a, I mean, just a wild dart at a dartboard uh, kind of thing. Like, what what would be your first thought? Uh, Are we talking about using cards from the set? Like a deck, a deck that you generally want to try to get ready and test to get ready for this tournament. Like, would you want uh, human Cocos like that you won Worlds with? Yeah, now are you trying to be like Azorius Control with Sphinx's Rev and Wrath of God? Or like, what? where is your brain going just from kind of looking over the format? I mean, I don't see Sphinx's Rev being that great just because of its, like, it's just a really slow card. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's not standard where a card like that can be absolutely dominant. I mean, my my first thought would be uh, God Pharaoh's gift. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's where I would look first. So refurbish some shit. Do we have refurbish? Uh, I don't even probably. know. Was probably. It, was it refurbish? Pro- no, I don't Kaladesh. think it was. It was yeah. Kaladesh. We don't have refurbish. So, mm. yeah, maybe that doesn't even work because we don't have refurbish. So. It was yeah. in Anthology 1.3, though, actually. <laughs> actually, uh, we, you, you roll a D6, <laughs> and if you roll a 2 or a 5, refurbish is in the format and can be put in your deck. <laughs> 1, 4, and 6, it's not in the format. And if you roll a three, you have to delete your account. So. Fair, fair. <laughs> Brad, what, what, where would you be starting? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely would want to see if I can build a mid range deck with Thoughtseize. Um, the uh, where where the the card I was just talking about the the draw to uh, Champion of Wits and Scarab God. Okay, I definitely like. I like those cards. I like the mid range aspects of them. Um, I definitely just I like casting Thoughtseize, so I, I will probably work with Thoughtseize. I do like Coco as well, but I think Coco's is just going to make like whatever spirits that are around uh, more Pretty playable. Good, yeah. But they're still not; they still don't have the high density of like the great spirits in the format. You don't get uh, a little scared of Field of the Dead when you're trying to do mid range. That feels like the control and mid range Slayer. So. So that can be the case, and maybe you have to do like Grixis. Like I actually played with a Philadelphia deck, and like yep. I got annihilated by a Grixis deck, almost embarrassed. Like how it played out is they just played Virulent Plague, killed all my tokens, then they thought seized my Ulamog, and then flipped a Nickel Bolas because I wasn't doing anything, and just mm-hmm. took my Ulamog and decked me. And I'm like, holy shit, that felt bad. That was my one match of Historic this week. Um, I play <laughs> one a week usually. 
Okay. And uh, and that one felt bad. Um, sure. I played like Team of Reclamation with Field and was doing pretty well with that. But, you know, that was like the basic deck, uh, you know, however long ago. And like that deck felt good, but well, that was, who knows that, that deck got banned. Um, I don't know if you've checked the memos. Oh, yeah. That, that deck did get banned. Didn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, that makes sense that people aren't playing that. <laughs> here's, a, here's a real, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. I, I don't know what constitutes as a hot take anymore. But um, while I'm not the biggest fan of just throwing random cards into formats, um, I will say that I, I do think that Thoughtseize actually is, I, I like having Thoughtseize in formats. Same. I, I think that it actually makes formats generally better to have cards like that. So I think it should be evergreen. I'm with you. Just being able to, you know, be able to get some information from your opponent's hand. I think it's just a fun aspect of the game. You know, that decision making, <laughs> it's always kind of different. You know? Okay, okay, okay. While what Brian's saying, I agree with, and I know that you were agreeing with him, some of the things that you were saying, Gordon, were very hot takes. Yes, yes. <laughs> like saying that I was trying to feed off the hot takes. Well, it, it, being evergreen means it's in every standard format all the time and that people find Thoughtseize fun because most people don't find Thoughtseize fun. Yeah, I don't ah. think Thoughtseize necessarily is the most fun card, but I think yeah. it provides a level of consistency and a, like, protection against stupidity in a format that generally creates a better format. Yeah, well, Brian's take was so lukewarm that I really wanted to crank it up a notch, so... <laughs> also, I think Rest in Peace is a great addition to this format, too. Get out. 100%. Look, look my, oh, biggest fear, though, my biggest fear with Thoughtseize is that, like, like, some of these, like, disgustingly linear decks... Like, my issue with this format is some of the cards are more powerful than the format. Like, Muxus is more powerful than the format. You can run hate for it. But like if Muxus, is just making up card names now. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, that is, that is what I know. We we talked about that before, but Muxus yeah, it's the just, muck maker. Muxus just sounds like you're making up cards, and I mean that's what it is. But like, it, I guess it's just on the nose. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you just you can you can easily splash Thoughtseize uh, and some duress in the sideboard of that deck. And so when you play against a deck trying to contain you, you can just like try to pick apart their hand and like you can go to like a bunch of the more like card advantagey. Um, you know, like those are gonna help against combo decks for a deck like goblins. And then if you play against a control deck, you can add Thotsies and a bunch of card advantage like goblin matrons and goblin ringleaders and muxus and just go to a slower deck with a bunch of hand disruption and these effects. And um I'm just scared of like like Thoughtseize being used inappropriately. <laughs> like Thoughtseizing yourself? Like Thoughtseize in a in a deck like uh, Inverter of Truth or whatever. Yeah. Like that's an inappropriate use of Thoughtseize. Or Thoughtseizing yourself, that's inappropriate. That is very inappropriate. That's a, yeah, that yeah. Is, uh, I agree with that. that. Those are inappropriate uses of the card. That That's why... I think that's a large reason why people don't like the card, but yeah, that's yeah. right. And mid range, I don't really know. Like, I don't think like a I'm using Jund loosely. You know, like a Jund style strategy will be that good in the face of Phil of the Dead. Like you're right about that. And if Phil of the Dead is good, if a mid range deck ever gets good, then Phil of the Dead gets good, and then other decks come in and and maybe the format ebbs and flows in a natural, cool way. There is a lot of awesome cards to to to, to sift through, right? 
Yeah. Um, and new cards added every day, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, next week is Kaladesh remastered. <laughs> yeah, think of energy. I mean, honestly, I do think they better not be adding any more cards for people playing the Mythic Invitational, you know, next month. Like, this should be the point where they better stop and be like, here's your format. We'll we'll mess it up later. Disagree. I hope they release a new set like two days before. <laughs> Brian just wants to wa- watch the world bl- burn right now. Oh, I, I just want it to be like, like they they just drop like legends over like they they just drop like alpha on the on, yeah. on you know just necropotence gets added. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just yeah, like like just being like oh with the boomer Zoomer stuff we're just adding legends. It's like all right, I'll tech. All right, block flanking. What the fuck? How did oh, yeah. <laughs> arena just opens a microphone? It's like. You must appropriately explain flanking. If you cannot, your creatures die. <laughs> I mean, we just added phasing into standard, so it's not that far off. <laughs> that is true. They made phasing look good, though. They did. Yeah, Teferi, Teferi looks really good with the phasing. I, I like it. I, I like how that works. Speaking of that, there yeah. were just some Planeswalkers added to this, too. Like Chandra Pyromancer was just yep. added to the set too. I mean, uh, you tell me that I can get me some of uh, the Chandra Torch of Defiance though, and I will be playing Historic every day. Oh, come that in, oh, and that's one of my favorite cards. I even tried to add it to my Jeskai Luka deck, but I figured that wasn't very good. But. I actually thought <laughs> that it was Chandra Torch of Defiance, and I thought that that was part of the set. I just, because it was part of that standard format. It was Kaladesh. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That was Kaladesh, and this is a different Chandra. So, um, yeah, yeah. This, this is the yeah. Chandra I used to play in Jund way back in the day. <laughs> like, way back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that Chandra is not good. So, I used, I, I used to sadly have my Lingering Souls tokens uh, ruined by that. Away. Oh, yeah. Corey, back, we're talking way back in the day when Modern, when like Tron was the deck. There was no uh, the bullshit that's happening in Modern now. Oh, yeah. Hey, Tron's back. What are you talking about? Tron has never left. I, I just think Tron is an evergreen A-tier deck in modern. Whoa, we don't use evergreen around these parts. That's too uh, much of a well, hot take. We just take. use it appropriately. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, we use it inappropriately, but we allow it to be used appropriately. Oh, so. okay, okay. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I'm just looking through the set, and it's like, it's so cool to see a bunch of cards. The one weird thing about the set is, I don't know if this is going to have a limited format. I'm guessing it will, uh, because it looks like it's kind of built for limited with the trials and stuff. Yeah, Um, I mean, we've never gotten to draft Amonkhet, like, except when it was, um, or did it ever even get onto Arena? Hey, some of us played Trials. Some of us play yeah. Trial of Solidarity and Standard, not to a very successful finish, but some of us did. <laughs> wow, um, I didn't know that. Or don't hey, I played that. Trial of Ambition. I played. I played four of that card in a deck recently. Really? Blink, blink that shit with Yorian. Let's go. Wow, you, it was a pioneer deck. <laughs> out, I want to say though, outside of the actual new cards that are in this set. The real big impact that I see this set making is just all the insane red cards. Yeah. Red is just by far the best color uh, in Amonkhet, I think. And, like, you get access to uh, another one-drop in Soulscar Mage, which is pretty good. Magma Spray, which is a good removal spell. I love me a Magma Spray. And then and then all the card. classics, like Glorybringer, Hazoret, Earthshaker, Kenra, all that, you know, Well, nonsense, to be so. fair, Exert 
was a pretty powerful mechanic and it just slots into red cards so perfectly because you're already incentivized to attack, you know, in red. So exert, it was meant for red or at least shines brightest in red. What? Yeah, uh, I, I think I, I'm sorry. I didn't get what you're saying. <laughs> no, exert the mechanic. Oh, is yeah. meant for is meant for red creatures like. You know, there's some other exert creatures in other colors, but it just naturally worked so well with what red's doing because you're already incentivized to be attacking in red decks and stuff. So cards like, you know, Ash Crop, Crasher and shit like that are really, really strong glory bringer, you know, because you're yeah. already playing aggressive decks. Yeah, I mean, haste and exert go hand in hand, and haste is pr primarily a red mechanic. So yeah, yeah, Brad. Okay, I, the haste and exert part. Yes, I, I I agree. I was just confused. I, I didn't know what you were saying. I, I honestly, genuinely, because I was like, I, I didn't I knew, remember. Yeah, I knew what you were saying, Corey. Thank I you. Was, Brad's was, just adding insult to injury here. Uh, I think. <laughs> ooh, feast of famine. He's, he's being a real thorned <laughs> Moloch. Anybody who didn't get to listen to the pre-show, all we did is just make split card puns. It was uh, it was quite fun. <laughs> we're supposed to get that. We're supposed to incentivize them to want to sign up for that, Corey. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they don't, if they don't like puns, I mean, I don't know what the hell is wrong well, with this world. That's why we went with the backup plan of having an awesome new sponsor in BCW Supplies to help us with our awesome tournaments that you can play once a month with us and hang out in the oh. Discord with us. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, like, I mean, the, the, the last thing that I really want to say about this uh, is just how I just find it funny that, like, there's a few cards thrown in, like Sphinx's Revenant Anger of the Gods, but also there were variants of those that were in this format that are also in this set. So, like, you could end up drafting uh, Anger of the Gods and the Shelter Shatter. What What is it called? Uh, Sweltering Suns. Sweltering Suns, yeah. Yeah, or you can Sphinx's <laughs> Rev and pull from Eternity. Or pull yeah. from reality or tomorrow. Tomorrow? No, no. The, the episode comes out tomorrow. Yeah, it's pull from tomorrow, isn't it? Oh uh, yes, I know. I was trying to make a better joke. <laughs> I was trying to save it. Well, it was bad. You were trying Ooh, to save man, it Supreme, for the cast. Supreme <laughs> Will. Uh, do you remember when we used to play with Supreme Will? Oh Hell yeah, I do. that blue black scarab god deck was one of my favorite decks. It was good. I mean, that it yeah. was fine. But that card, I, I just remember that card being so good with uh, Gear Hulks. Now I just want Gear Hulks. Yeah. Now I just want, I really just want Kaladash Remastered. Like, I'm against Is, cool. Has things gone, have things become that bad that we're nostalgic for Kaladesh? Like, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Kaladesh ruined magic for so long with energy. I, I'll tell you what, I am not nostalgic for Kaladesh in the least bit. <laughs> I might have been I my least am. I'm not going to lie. Kaladesh was good. Yeah, Kaladesh was good times for us. I mean, that's what I did the most winning in my career, I think. I, I People complain about War of the Spark, Throne of Eldraine. To me, those are nothing compared to Kaladesh in my, my, <laughs> hatred, in my hatred of a set. Oh, wow. No, yes. I, I am... I would I would love to go back to some, some energy. Uh, Not I didn't like Rakdos because I thought Rakdos was too good. You guys disgust me. Don't invite me back as a special guest on the Bachelor's Podcast. <laughs> oh, we're speaking bringing of, your energy back. Of not bringing you back, Lord of Extinction also got reprinted. Yeah, I did <laughs> that's, see that. That's a, that's a fun one for a lot of people. Yeah, I don't even no, know what that one cool is. Card. Is that a black card? A green black card. Mm. It is It is the powerful, tar it's a Tarmogoy variant almost, 
where it's uh, three colors, green, black, uh, Lord of Extinction, power and toughness is equal to the number of cards in all graveyards. Oh. Yeah, it's just a five mana, one shot fat creature or vanilla, otherwise vanilla creature, basically. Until rest in peace hits the board, get wrecked. That is true, and it does. You found the se- you found the secret to beat my green black Lord of Extinction deck. <laughs> yeah, yep. Brad, historic has all the answers. Everyone knows that. Dude, what the hell is going to happen with Pact of Negation? That is, why would that? Why would you go there? Why yeah, would, what why kind of combo? Pact of Negation to this format. It's just, it's it's not a fun Magic card. Yeah, yeah, think about it in, like, Kethys or something, you know? Just something to push through if they have a removal spell or, you know, I mean, there's still combo decks in that format, right? Like, So yes. there's an 80% chance that Pact Navigation does literally nothing in the format. Yes. Yeah. And there's a 20% chance that it it's, ruins it. That it's really <laughs> incredibly stupid and shouldn't exist. And there's a 0% chance that it's used in a normal, fun way in a normal deck. So I don't really... Yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. It's like BBD. What you're describing describes basically like eighty percent of the historic cards. It's it's all flipping coins. Like maybe this is going to be good, or it's probably going to be horrible. Well, I, I think it's different though with a card like Coco or Thoughtseize because those are cards that you can play in a normal game of Magic. Yeah, you know, yeah like yeah. And, and the thing about uh, the like here, the only redeeming quality of Pack Negation in my opinion, is that people will probably make their combo decks worse by putting it in them. Because <laughs> I don't actually think it's... I don't think it's actually that good of a card, but... Man, green didn't get any love. It just got Hornet Queen as a new card, and that card's not good. Collected Company? Yeah, Collected Company. Oh, yeah, and Collected Company. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just got one all of right. the best Magic cards of all time. Get out of here, Corey. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Do you... Have you ever done decently with that card, Brian? Not not that comes to mind. If if only <laughs> I had a trophy that could... Rem- Recall, like recall it for me, but I don't. So. That card, that card actually got me dropped out of college. So thank, thank. I'm really thankful <laughs> to Collecting Company. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. Actually, I totally got dropped out of college because of that deck and Brian Brando's influence on me to play the deck. So thanks, Brian. I'm glad my legacy is causing people to drop out of college. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Smart man, smart. <laughs> nah, it doesn't sound uh, very smart, but yeah, yeah. I'm pretty mad. I'm double checking black because I was looking at the invocations and Slaughter Pact was an invocation, and now that I think is a good magic card. That's not in the set, right? Not that I see. Oh, I am so mad. Sure, they gave us Thoughtseize, but man, I love Slaughter Pact. <laughs> yeah, they had Slaughter Pact in the original file. It was later replaced by Wasp of the Bitter End. So. <laughs> Certainly, probably more impactful. Well, aren't you NDA yeah. on this information, Brian? <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I broke my NDA. Shit. Uh. <laughs> oh god. Uh. Yeah. I mean, honestly, to answer your question right away, Brad, like, what is happening in historic? I think we can sum it up with nobody has any fucking clue. Oh, and the people that say that they have a clue don't have a clue. Yeah, they're just the people that won four matches in a row on Historic, and they're like, I broke it. Yeah, like, I mean, like, (laughs) probably Coco. Like, I think the best places to start, if I had to start, I would start with uh, not saying start as much. Then I would Mm. collect a company in a band shell with spirits. 
I think that that is a good place to go with Collective Company because, like you, you you brought up earlier, humans, but I don't even think that's possible. There's no Tyler's Tracker. There's none of the the humans that would go into that strategy. So yeah, I agree. So Collective Company seems like spirits because there is a there is a decent theme of spirits that are legal on Arena. Um, yeah. And what, what spirits are legal? Are they blue white spirits? Yes, they're they're but they're huh. like. Yes, they're yes. Banned spirits is going to be a deck. Um, it might not be the exact same, and it might not be as powerful, but it's similar. Like you don't have a lot of the cards that you really want, though, right? Like and it flies over shit. Field of the Dead too. So that's uh, the, and I mean that that's step number one for me because I think people will find good Field of the Deck Dead decks. So like just playing mid range and Mopey control decks just feels you know not possible to me. So something like that sounds great. Something that would have a good matchup against that out of the gate. I don't think that this will be in the final incarnation of of any kind of spirit deck that would exist, but I absolutely love the card of Catcher's Monument. So anything that would allow me to play that card in a semi-competitive deck, I would be happy about. Yeah, we almost played that in Japan. I remember we really tried hard, but then we're just like, oh yeah, these red cards are disgusting. Yep. And that's probably what will happen with this historic Mythic Championship as well. They're like, I could play these really, really cool Bant decks with these cool Coco cards, or I can just play Earthshaker, Kenra, and Hazaret and just attack with a bunch of creatures. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's there's definitely going to be, like, Red's going to have a shakeup and get more powerful. There's already multiple variations of mono-red decks in the format. There's, like, yeah. a red burn deck. There's a red deck that is more in line with what we see today. And then there's goblins. Yeah, um, then there's red deck tries, there's red deck wins, there's red deck can't win. You know, there's a lot of different no, strategies. There's, there's yeah. quite a few of them. And so... The, the big deal of adding some of these cards to the format, too, is that it a lot of the cards, like you see Anger of the Gods, and you think, okay, like, cool, we got insulation against red, but then Hazaret just doesn't care. You know, like... yeah. There's just so many cards that don't like Hazard doesn't care about Wrath of God, doesn't care about Anger of the Gods. Like, but then you look at like the new cards that have just been spoiled this year, you know, and you think of like, you know, Elspeth Conquers Death. Maybe that's not the most powerful example, but like there's new cards that can deal with Hazard that weren't around during the Hazard times. Um, you know, so it, it, I feel like a lot of people are going to look at old decks and I think that's just not what you can do with historic because there's so many unknown variables that you, you really just have to take some time to look at every card and, and really put some deck building things on. Cause there could be some new stuff out there, um, with all these cards added all the time. Well, yeah. There's so many different versions of red and also the, the, the duos back together with Soulscar Mage and Chain Whirler. Oh, baby. Oh, but isn't there even more powerful thing with Chain Whirler? Like, I mean, I know you there's Torben, which is can, new. You can, yeah, uh, Torben, and then a call of the Death Dwellers with it. it. Yeah, you can Death yeah. Touch and do that. Yeah, I mean the chain, the the Chain Father might really be coming back in a big way if chain goblins mother. and stuff. It's a Chain Mother. Is that yes. what we decided? No, okay, we okay. didn't decide anything. It is what it is. Is that what the world has to say? I, I've never seen the art and been able to tell. So, yeah. So, yes. uh, Kethis with Collected Company, is that, a, is that a thing? Ooh. Is there enough even creatures in the... I mean, maybe. That seems cool. That does seem cool. Put I mean, Diligent Excavator and Kethis into play at your opponent's end step, and then they are effing dead. Yeah, I mean that could. Possibly I, I do work. think Kethis is going to be insane. I think I think Kethis is one deck that not enough people play because it's like, 
you know, not necessarily the most fun deck to play, and it, it takes, you know, the big brainness to play it. So people don't jump to that. They would rather jump to like a goblin deck, but I do think Kethis is just gonna be insane. But would they jump to conclusions? <laughs> is that a split card? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> then, I'm building that Then tomorrow. keep it to yourself. I'm, I'm just playing Coco, <laughs> Kethis. Like, I'm thinking about it. You have Kethis, you have Diligent Excavator, you have Emery, Lazav, Uro, Luris. Bibble flip. Those are the creatures you play in this deck. Ooh. It's just a collected company deck, dude. Yeah. You wow. Just, you just Brian like, broke it. You just like cut down on the planeswalkers. You just play like one way to win, like one Jace or whatever. And and wasn't Teferi banned anyway? So like that was like their big planeswalker. Yeah, Teferi's gone. So like you just wow. Play. Can we delete this part from the cast so we don't <laughs> you know give people in on this secret? I'm just going to wait for Brad to stream this deck, and I'm just going to stream snipe him with main deck rest in peace. <laughs> just ruin him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Do good. To, how do I beat that? I can. I just have to have Jace. one. You have to have a Jace. Yeah, Teferi, Teferi was the nice way to bounce those kind of hate cards. You just um, got to play a Jace. That's how you got to do it. Well, yeah. a, Wait, does Teferi not exist in Historic? Was it banned in Historic? Yeah, I got banned yeah, in Historic banned. last week. Uh, okay, I thought it was only standard. So no, it got yeah, banned. They re they remastered it in Amonkhet, but it did get banned. It got banned from Arena. <laughs> it's not legal in any of the Arena formats. Gotcha. Yeah, but it's in the next anthology, so it's, it will be back. Oh, five minutes of fairy exists though, right? Yep. Woo. That'll Ooh. go really well into my Catcher's Monument deck. Oh It'll God, <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Uh, well, yeah. All right. The possibilities are limited. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I'm, I'm just jazzed about this. I'm only thinking about that. But yeah, so Historic is wide open. It's kind of crazy. I don't really even know how I feel about them just sub adding supplementary sets all the time to this format, but it is the world we live in. And you're right. We have a tournament next month. It is the Mythic Invitational. Brian and I will be playing it, and uh, that's pretty important. So we both yeah. did not have a strong showing at this last one, but for a while there, I was thinking my abilities were getting worse too. Um, but I think it was just Gross Spiral and Wilderness Reclamation. Maybe I wasn't the best at that, but also it's just like felt very high variance. It just felt, I was yeah. just, I was so pissed about my win percentage and about what I was doing in a format with Mystical Dispute, Gross Spiral, and Wilderness Reclamation in every matchup. Also, for three weeks straight, um, 80. Maybe ninety percent of my matches, I'm I'm not even joking. In all the tournaments I played in, were just Team of Reclamation mirrors, and I was just getting yeah. so fed up with it. Yeah, luckily we, uh, you know, we did a pretty good job uh, as far as coverage and and got to see some of the other matchups. But I just cannot imagine how many mirrors there truly were. But you know, thank God for like Mono Black and Winota and cool decks like that that really shaked it up. But yeah, that was a that was an interesting format, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Brad. I think I I really thought I was getting worse, and I was. <laughs> oh yeah. All yeah. right, all right. Well, that is going to do it for the the end of the show. Before we go, I do want to talk about some upcoming tournaments that are happening this week on MTG Melee. First off, we've got the Rebel Untapped International Qualifier Five that starts at Saturday at 7 a.m. Eastern. Uh, they have 
have switched mm. up their times uh, to make it a little bit more North America friendly. And South it's getting friendly. closer it's to where I'll actually play it, but still not there. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> that, that still comes with its $5,000. There'll be coverage of that uh, at twitch.tv slash Red Bull. Next up, we've got 2020 Season 2 Championship Qualifier number 3. That is happening this Saturday for Star City Games. Woo! SCG Tour on MTG Melee. There are qualifiers every day of the week. If you want to go check that out, go to mtgmelee.com. We'll have a link in the description below. And then <laughs> 10 a.m. That's more my avenue. I'll be playing that one. That is. And if you want to play in something that is historic with some new cards, the Hooglandia Open number five happens this Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, that is a pretty cool series that Hoogland runs, does coverage um, on his own Twitch channel and his community. I think there's a $5 entry plus uh, being... Uh, a Twitch subscriber to who Glenn is the entry fee for this tournament. Uh, but that is a going to be a cool historic double elimination structure. I believe that's the way he's still structuring them. I might, yeah, I, I mean, might, play I might, uh, Coco with Kethis, right? I might play in that. I'm going to grind some Friday and then I might, I might play in that, uh, because I should have time on Sunday to do that. I'm much more interested in trying out this historic stuff than than grinding away at standard right now. Like I still want to play standard, but like yeah, I can. I just got. The, the, I want to play Coco and Kethis. It sounds great. Yeah, yes. right now I have to say standard is my least favorite format, which kind of sucks. But like Pioneer, Modern, and now even Historic sounds like a blast. But I was going to play in this Jeff Hooglin event, but I had something come up. But I'm definitely playing in the next one that he hosts. So awesome. Yeah. Playing historic seems really fun right now. Like, yeah, we'll 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 whine and bemoan them throwing random cards into a format that'll probably eventually have to result in the format having like some stupidly powerful decks that aren't fun. But in the meantime, it does look really cool to play. Yeah, yeah, probably till after the Mythic Invitational when some team breaks it that are really really trying to do so, and then the format will be terrible. That that that's my guess. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot of powerful yeah. things going on. The The biggest issue, and we should have probably brought up earlier on the episode, is that the format becomes too linear because it already is already. It's a lot of decks doing their own thing really well. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I don't know if more sets plus more supplementary stuff gets you out of that formula. I will say that that's the modern formula, and modern is a pretty well-liked format. So That is true. That is true. Did um, you say modern is super linear? Uh, for the most part, I mean, it, late, I, I don't know what it's like now, but you know, over, yeah. historically it has been, yeah. No, 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 yeah. we're talking about modern now, Brian, not historic. Mm. Yeah, it is weird in the modern era, historically, they're that these are just the formats, it's just these words. All right, anyway, I am, I am, I'm losing my mind. Um, all right, and and uh. So that that does it for this episode. Again, if you want uh, to get Corey's new pioneer list, uh, go take a look at. Uh, oh, excuse me, at uh, at the Discord if you're in there for for Corey's uh, pioneer, whatever you call it, the fires Luca, Just Guy Fire Luca deck. And without further ado, let's do our cast and crew. Woo! All right, so first on our list is Loror, who is our official flavor judge. And there's a lot of judging flavor with Amonkhet, so that, that's pretty good. So uh, so definitely, uh, what, what is the, what's the green card? Collective Company? No, the green split card. The, uh, the like, Loror has, has mouths to feed, feed and mouth? they will be fed. Yeah. <laughs> they will be yeah. fed with the flavor from this set. <laughs> I love it, love it. 
That's just an appeal to authority. All right, we got Dr. <laughs> Onks, who is uh, no longer employed. No, 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 still BBD's proctologist. That is right. Yeah, okay, yeah, fine. And then still has the tough job. I didn't know, medically speaking, that you're supposed to get a colonoscopy daily, but I guess Dr. Onks knows his shit. <laughs> he knows his shit. Uh, he does. <laughs> Not very well, but he does. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, next up is Phil, and that is the Bald Bros Podcast Liaison. Me and BBD went and became the Bald Bros in Japan together, and we're still at heart Bald Bros, except I now have a lot of hair, which is unfortunate. (laughs) I'm heart and head Bald Bros. You're just at heart of Bald Bros. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) My commitment is locking. I agree. (laughs) And head and shoulders, someone that we should be listening to the most is Sam Perdomi who is the BBP personal fitness trainer, but really doesn't, uh, isn't, uh, isn't really keeping us on task. Uh, I don't know. He told us to like lift one thing, you know, that's pretty tough. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing that we've not lifted and that is, uh, you guys pronouncing his last name incorrectly. Uh, but that, uh, you know, (laughs) he did say you got it right. And we Uh never did. Yeah. It's Prudhomme. Yes, it is. Prudhomme. Sure. But I, I I like Prudhomme. Yeah, he is our prude homie, but he is predominantly. <laughs> uh, that's uh, predominantly a different topic. So Jesus Christ, home runs all day. Uh, speaking of a name that will never be pronounced correctly, yeah, Gear Majelli, Gear Melds. I don't even know. Just spitballing here. Uh, assistant to the assistant regional manager. I would like to pronounce that name correctly, but. Uh, no idea how that is done. Yeah, we have not been told, but we love I, it. Hey, just just like Jer's name, not knowing how to pronounce it or how to uh, pronounce it, we also don't know how the office has gotten so many hits over the years. Anyways, next up, Keith Trojanowski. That is our unpaid intern. He has been gaining more tasks to do, so more work has been in Keith's uh, uh, future, but still no money being brought in. I actually think you pronounced that wrong. I think it's Keith Tro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dang it. You're right. You're right. How can I be so stupid? Next up, we got Michaela, uh, who is my personal barista, which is fan-fucking-tastic. Coffee has been great day after day. So I got got no complaints. I would like some more suggestions on some good beans to use, Michaela. So just uh, ship those in the Discord. I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, Further musical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. All right, we got EJ Wren. That is Corey's player. Uh, was the up player, was the down player. Now just the player. Just the player. Uh, we're Somewhere actually, in the middle, yeah. I'm really hoping for a future uh, promotion for EJ to be Corey's player hater. But mm, Yes, yes, that makes sense. Wouldn't he have to then hate himself? Uh, no, because he can hate the player but not the game. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that loophole. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, one way to figure out loopholes like that is through the data analysis. And that's Alex Arnaldi. That Whoa. is our data. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Different position. It's our data analyst. Yeah. Excuse okay, me. That's you. Alex yeah. Arnaldi. I didn't know we actually yeah. had a data an- analyst because you can get all your data yeah. analyzed on MTG Melee. Uh, okay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> And uh, yeah, uh, Alex works very closely with Dr. Unts. 
Dr. Unct, a lot of cross-promotion and a cross-work there going on. Yeah, next up we got Paul Ka... I don't want to have to fucking do this shit anymore. Arowski, who's <laughs> <laughs> BBD's Wall Street photographer. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I literally cracked a, a second diet Pepsi. <laughs> Open Diet Pepsi's love to drink. <laughs> and you overrode it with that fucking wow. quote. You ruined his joke. You ruined his joke and he ruined the Diet Pepsi for I literally the joke. Cracked oh, open the second God. one. Well, get to drinking, buddy. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Wow. Oh my God. Wow, that was good. Paul, Paul is being his wall stay photographer. Some great, very great art that is in the Discord that you can go take a look at. Oh, no, that's oh good. God. That was uh, good. All right. We got Spoon Tongue BBD's body hairstylist. It is looking it is, good. It is. It is looking real good. Thank you, Spoon Tongue. You do the Lord's work. Yeah, I'm going to have to see I that like belly again. <laughs> I like it. Next up, we got David Watt. And David Watt still has been doing quite the medium job, except for Ryan Reynolds. But that is our special guest screener. You know, we get BBD. Sometimes we want somebody else, but, you know, we get what David gives us. Hey, you get what you pay for. That's all I got to say. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and you don't pay anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next up, we got Victor Beauchamp, who is the executive producer. Now, uh, the producer job is very tough. Uh, we actually, Victor had the week off, and that's why our, our episode was so, you know, all over the place, because we did not get produced. Right. Mm. Yeah. yeah, of course. But we will yeah. get heavy edited. We will get heavy edited. Always. We have, yeah. we have Sultan Abbasi as our heavy editor, not to be confused with a heavy auditor, which we will be dealing with later this year as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. even be surprised with 2020 that they audit the BBP. You know, I mean, just why not? You know, <laughs> people are calling for, you know, them to audit the BBB. But they uh, they got the last letter wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, so now they've directed to us. That's oh. bullshit. All right, next up we got Pierre Vendelbo, and that is the BBP companion. Oh wait, never mind. We got a promotion, and it's now BBD's emotional support animal. Whenever BBD is just feeling blue, you know, we got Pierre Vendelbo to come and bite his ankles we don't whenever. Know what so. animal Pierre is? Maybe Pierre's a shapeshifter and can be whatever sport animal Brian needs at that time. Regardless, it's what? an ankle biting support animal. So if you could have a support animal, Brian, what kind of animal would it be? It would be an analyst. It would be an analyst. You just have a second analyst? Yeah, that would be what it would be. All right. So, so, wow. so next up, we got Time Ghoul. Now, Time Ghoul used to be our manager, a very important role on the Bachelor's podcast. Uh, but Time Ghoul kind of just was filling it, you know? I mean, in life, you got to take risks, right? So Time Ghoul has stepped down as the BBP manager and to become... Brian Brown Dewan's resident personal massage therapist. Brian, mm. you have a massage therapist now. Brian, how come you got so many people on your side and all I have is a player and all Brad gets is coffee? This is bullshit. That's <laughs> uh, uh, the power of democracy at work. That's, ca right. that's capitalism, baby. Oh, I like it. Next up, we got Son of Sarkin, who was our resident monorail 
advisor, but has switched to the manager role in response to Time Ghoul stepping down. So a promotion for Son of Sarkin. But unfortunately, Son of Sarkin picked a bad time to not be the resident mono red advisor because now we have all these insane mono red cards in historic. So this was finally their time to shine. But... You know, we do we need some need, managing no, here. No, 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 so no. thank you, as, Son of Sarkon. As, as Son of Sarkon transitioned over to manager, also helped us with with the Monored advising of this episode. Now, mm. we will not speak of Monored again for a long time because we don't have a resident Monored advisor, but it's very good yeah. to have a manager because we clearly need management. <laughs> That's true. And That's maybe true. we'll listen to this manager. Yes. Who knows? We, we never listen no, to... No, of course not. Yeah, yeah we never listen to Time Ghoul, <laughs> well, but hey... Time Ghoul new... always wanted to be touching you, and it was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we have uh, Eric Knoll. Time goal was always like, all right, next order of business, we should be rubbing Let BBD rub down. Shoulders. <laughs> yeah. All righty then. Uh, we got Eric Knoll, our overseas trash bros representative. We wear many hats, many different podcasts. Uh, this is the Trash Bros rep, which is uh, a very important role. We got into lobbying. Yeah. We yeah. heard that's like yeah. the great thing to do. So yeah, we right. got into lobbying, but we still stayed true to our trashy roots. And that's why we have Symbio. And that is our executive waste processing operator. You know, a lot of waste goes into this podcast. Someone needs to process it. Yeah, Corey, you said that name wrong. Also, also, yeah, I know, I also, we sh- I, I forgot to I forgot this edit here. Um, we we actually lost the waste processing plant. Um, you know, Ooh. mismanagement. Thanks again. You know, time goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, now it's Son of Sargon. Yeah. <laughs> no, Son of Sargon's gonna 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 get the act together. But uh, because of that, oh, okay. because of that, uh, Symbiol has become the executive waste manager. No, wait. I have this right. Yeah, no, no, no. Not the executive waste management operator. We need we need Symbiol to be actually working alongside with the Trash Bros representative with Eric Knoll. So we need to yeah. we need to figure out what Symbiol Symbiol, we need to know exactly what your job is so we know to yeah. be What would you say you do here? We need to know what that is yeah. so we can continue to not pay you. Symbiol, we're gonna need you to come in on Saturday. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, if you could come in on that would be great. Saturday. But could you move their stuff on your desk to the bottom floor? We'll send down your red stapler later, okay? So one person that that has uh that has not changed job and has continued to shine is I pay for breakfast. Holla, 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 Master holla. bartender who served me and Amber a few blue moons. The past couple days, we've been we've been enjoying those. We haven't had one since since the uh, the COVID nineteen oh, pandemic started. It's been a while. It's it's been once in a blue moon. Yeah. Oh, oh still got yeah. it. Yeah. I was it for breakfast. Yeah. I, cringed. Oh, I started cringing immediately. I was like, oh, oh no, it's coming. Cringe before I even said it. Has been hooking me up with some good beers to try, and I have been making sure to do my part at least four to five days a week. So I'm really treasuring IPA for breakfast. Is Diet Pepsi an IPA? All right, Samuel (laughs) Stroman, public relations IPA, but two Diet Pepsis might. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's is. a double IPA yeah. is what you got there. This baby. is what we call the old double pepsitration. So. <laughs> nope, that's not what we call that. <laughs> oh, it's not? All right. Well, we'll need to have Samuel Stroman, our public relations expert, clean that mess up. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> and also the mess on my desk from 
when Two I opened it. Yeah. 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 So. All right, well, so thanks to the cast and crew. Appreciate y'all. Yes, thank you so much, cast and crew, for uh, continuing to support the Bachelors podcast. And again, please take a look at the Patreon as uh, our Patreon tiers have changed. So go over and take a look at that and opt in if you yeah. continue to be that and support One us. Thing, thank you Brad. so much. One thing, Brad, does it all, do they all have to re-sign up or do they all get booted? Do you know this information? No, I think it all stays kind of the same, but they might have to re-up because tiers change. And there's a few little switches and swatches. I don't exactly know what all our editor does. It kind of went over my head, but it was good to inform everyone that it's happening and we will talk to them in the Discord itself. Um, yeah, if anybody has any questions, uh, message in the Discord. We can direct you to, uh, you know, well, we can ask Jonathan and then Jonathan can direct you into the proper uh channels and yes stuff. and then and then also this switch also makes it clean uh with the uh the tournaments the monthly tournaments anyone that wants to participate in those um as long as you have your patreon synced to mtg melee you'll be able to just sign up for the tournaments uh super easy process so um thank you for that and hopefully we'll see you uh next month playing in our first bash bros battles tournament I'm excited. And once again, yeah. thank you again for our sponsor of BCW and MTG Melee for uh, helping us become the official podcast of MTG Melee. So, yep. And one last thing uh, for that tournament, make sure to bring your towels for all the tears that you're going to have to spill out of your face after the Bash Bros mess. Oh, we you are going to so. whoop you up. New standard. Oh, we're, yeah. we're going to give out misinformation on that episode just so we can destroy you in the tournament itself. Yeah, Mono Red's gonna be good that week. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. All right, Coco and Kethis, it is. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Bachelor's Podcast. We'll be back next week. See you then. Bye bye.